something's wrong in my opinion. I okay. mean, he shouldn't have have launched that. No matter how, um, I don't know, like you know, because I have no idea what your culture is like. Is that part of it? But it doesn't seem to be kissing on the cheek, kissing on the forehead. Yeah, that's part of the culture. But when you kiss on the, uh, what's that? The lips, ah, huh? that's gonna be something that's different, you know. Four, four, two, dudes. Oh, that's the sign, right? Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Four Four Two Dudes. I'm Ben. I'm John. And together we are the dudes that bring you Four Four Two. And again, as always, if you haven't subscribed, hit that subscribe button, slap that subscribe button, and even throw a pineapple at the subscribe button if you may. So I don't know. I just decided to do that, you know. <laughs> we'll see you for our next segment. We call the Ninety Minutes of. Of pineapple juice, and this is the part where we call it is the ninety minutes of. And so, in this one, we talk about uh, teams and rather matches that has happened, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we have our own take on it. And uh, I think you know we we've seen a lot of matches uh, that happened recently. Uh, some as sh- sh- uh, well, what what do they say now? Shook us, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they shook us. You know they were they were quite lit. Uh, and and speaking of which, there was a team that conceded, and I believe they were right at home. Not just one, but two goals, very quick succession. And I think John has something to say about them. <laughs> Me? Yeah, lah. Oh, okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I would think it is the. Manchester United versus Nottingham Forest. What a game! I think um, something's wrong with you. But yeah, yeah continue, yeah. carry on, carry no, on. I, I think it's 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 weird because Why? as I was sitting with my friend who happens to be supporting Man United, and I told mm-hmm. him I have a curse. Uh, if I watch your game every time they are at home, if your your the team you're supporting is well playing at home, they're, they're gonna lose. And uh, through enough, you know, we're just watching it for the first five minutes. His team was losing quite badly, lah. <laughs> and then he turned it off. And that's when they came back. But anyway, that's not the point. But the point is, the goals were quite beautiful, in, in my opinion. Uh, but it also showed something. There was something that was lacking in the department of Man United. What do you think is in the part they are lacking then? Well, I think it's two things. Now, I'm not going to talk about players first. Uh, firstly, I think it's focus. Clearly, you know, I think they were very uh, complacent for the first few minutes. I, mm-hmm. I believe, you know, uh, just look at the way they were defending. Look at the way they weren't paying attention to the different players from Forest just coming in, uh, and that led to the two goals easily conceded. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Okay. So that so what you're saying is there's a lack of communication. Yeah, it's just like yeah. While Forest played well. Mm-hmm. But I think largely, and we know United's a big club. They they're trying to develop, you know, a good squad uh, to be competing for the top four. This is not how it should be. It should not be. So do you think that yeah. they will they will get the top four? Uh, I'm going to say something that I rarely would say, but I think they will. So long as they get that right formula, although they've been saying it for don't know how many seasons, but it's so long as they get the perfect formula this season, they can. They have the players. Okay. Uh, I I have to give it to them. They do have the players. Although sometimes when they buy certain players, we realize that oh, they're not the right fit. Uh, what's that name? Vanny the big, Van the big. Yeah. Anyway. Vanny the big. Eh? Yeah. I call him Vanny the big. All right. Yeah, but Van the big. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right in terms of the, the communication issue with uh, the United players. I mean, if it were just to break down the goals that they conceded, especially the second goal. So the second goal was actually scored by Boli, yeah. Willy Boli, right? So if you, before, for, for, for copyright reasons, we are not going to show the images and all, but um, if you take a look at the, the, the frame by frame um, 
sequence of how the goal was conceded. So you can you can you can actually take a look at what actually happened between three United players, namely Casimiro, uh-huh. Juan Bissaka, and okay. Martinez. Right. Okay. So when the before the free kick was was taken, Casimiro and Juan Bissaka were marking Boli. Right, but after the the free kick was taken, for some reason, one Bissaka started to mark Casimiro. And uh, if you look at if you 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 if you carry on let it play the video play a little bit longer, yes. you started to realize that hey, Boli is free, and oh, he didn't even need to jump. All he did was turn his neck, the ball hit his head, and then the ball went oh, to yeah. the net. It's like <laughs> I, I saw that goal. Oh my goodness gracious! And there was absolutely zero communication, and not just this time around. This is the second week in the running. This is the second week in the running where the communication was an issue, right? If so, if you look at last week's game against Spurs for for Sars goal, I there was I actually did a frame by frame, but because yep, yep, yep. I mean I mean you, I sent it to you guys, right? So you could see there was a total lack of communication. Nobody was tracking his run, and Sars became free, thus conceding the goal. So to me, this is a very very bad. I wouldn't say bad, but this is a key yeah. issue that I think Ten Hag needs to needs to address. To address immediately. 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 Definitely okay. immediately. Because let's let's be honest, right? If communication is is a very, very big part of how a football team plays. Yeah. Correct? It's a team game, it's not an individual game. You need to know your roles and you need to remind one another about picking up players. If you see something, you need to inform your teammate, hey, the guy's running, mark him. You know, check check his run. You just your position, make sure you do your job, the kind of stuff. But none of them are doing it, and Bruno is not is not communicating well enough. I'm nothing against his, his footballing abilities, right? But I question his leadership right now in the United camp. So he is not organizing the team properly. So with that, I think if United if they're, done, if they're not going to address this issue, yeah, I think it's going to be a problem. It's going to be more problems, and okay. I think they are going to concede a lot more goals right. if they if that if the other team is going to exploit this. This lack of competition, this this running into spaces, confusing all the uh, United players. So unless they 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 work on the communication, I think they're going to concede a lot more goals. Uh, that being said, uh, this is just the second goal. Yes, we're focusing on the negatives first. I'm starting the bad right, then we yeah, talk yeah, about the good right, correct? Good, so course, the, the first goal that they conceded, oh my goodness gracious ah, me! Yeah, I mean, I have who's no fault? idea who's whose fault is, is it? it? Yeah, whose fault is it? Now, uh, 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 the United player in front of me was saying, uh, yes. when we were having Prata. Uh, yeah, yeah, fan. Fan, 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 fan not the player. Friend. Yeah, not yeah, player, I mean, not, not player. Not a player. Uh, fan and friend yeah. uh, said it was Onana's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lack of communication. Yeah, that, that was his point of view. I beg yeah. to differ. Okay. It was not Onana's fault. Okay. He did have a part to play, yes. Yep. But my question is what the hell is Rashford tracking him for? Right. Why is Rashford the one that is tracking Awunini? Awunii, correct? <laughs> I, I think I, I think I got it right. I think I got it right. All right. I have no idea why our producers are laughing the asses off right now. But anyway, you get why. Taiwo. Okay, fine. Let's yeah, call it by first. Taiwo. Taiwo. All right. Taiwo. Okay. Why was Rashford the one that is tracking Taiwo? So in in a typical attacking corner situation, you will place at least one full back at the back as the last man. Because your centre backs are meant to be going forward and challenging the keepers and trying to score, your your some of your attackers, white attackers, will pro- probably hovering around the 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 the, pen, the 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 edge of the penalty area, you know, hoping to kick a you know, a long ball in or just shooting from outside the box. But Rashford was actually the last man, pretty much, pretty much the last man, and we all know how how speedy Rashford is, but yet he couldn't keep up with Taiwo. 
and he just ran the length of the pitch and then he actually went to score. But to be very honest, Onana has a part to play. Right. And here I think is again a lack of communication where he did not know whether to come out and stop Taiwo or whether to stay. I think he was caught in two mice and as you can see, he was very static. Yeah, he was. And so a lot of people put the blame on Onana. But I don't I, I don't fully I don't fully pin the blame on him. He definitely has a part to play in the, in the continuing to go. But I would say, where are the defenders? Who is the one that's supposed to be on the last man? Someone is not doing his job. And Rashford has to cover for him. And Rashford is not a defender. No. You can see in the way Rashford was running, a defender wouldn't run that way. Right? So yeah, so so this is this is what I think is, is something something that's wrong somewhere in terms of the communication. I think that is the key to menus a disastrous start to the season. That, that's just my opinion. Now we move on to to the good stuff where the positives. Yeah. Um, I think let's give credit where credit is due. They were brilliant in coming back. The 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 goals that they scored. Uh, I'm not talking about the penalty. I'm just talking about the two goals that they scored. I think they were brilliantly worked goals, especially the free kick routine. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I think that was classic United. And I think they should focus more on that rather... I mean, of course, working on communication, right? Yeah. But if they carry on how they did against Forest and how they scored those goals, I think, yeah, then they may stand a chance. And again, it's just boiling down to... Uh, they have to win as a team. Yes. And they, have, and they have to learn how not to be caught off guard. I think that's very important. Yeah, I think that goes for every it, team, isn't it? It, it? it does, but not every team is like United. I mean, so, no one's know, like United. I'm just saying. Because anybody's yeah. not United. Yeah. But okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> but my, my point being is that uh, if they were playing how they were playing in the second half, then I, as a United fan, if I were one or was one, then. Oh, you lucky, know, lucky, I would, you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If. For if, a moment, if, I thought you switched no, 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 sides. No, you are wearing something definitely very, very not, blue. Definitely not. But if I, I was one, okay, uh, then I would be glad. Because, well, you know, some might say, oh, it's, you know, mentality and whatever. It's, it's Old Trafford. That's why they can come back. But that's why you won. You don't want to worry immediately after just conceding right at home. Not one goal, but two goals. And not even in the first 45 minutes, in the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So as a fan, I'm going to get worried. But if I saw what I saw and I hope they would continue in the second half, then yeah, I, I think that's what they should do. Uh, I, I think Ten Hag probably went into the dressing room fuming hot. So, you know, I, I'm glad the, the players uh, listen. But it's not my club, so you know, <laughs> I, I don't really bother. But yeah, I, I think that well, that was a match. But the other one we also want to talk about, it's mm. also red and a bit of zebra crossing, you know? And that one, <laughs> it's the Liverpool versus Newcastle. The red and zebra crossing. Yeah, the red and <laughs> zebra crossing. I mean, think about it. It is like a zebra crossing. It's it whether is. you want to let the, the uh, what's that? The, uh, you want to let the people just cross the road or not? So are you going to let the commuters cross? They did. I think it was uh, it was it was utter rubbish. Uh, I mean, if you look at the stats there, uh, I mean, I have it here. Yeah. Possession wise, you know, whether it's because of the red card, Newcastle, I wouldn't say dominated, but they had majority 57 percent compared to Liverpool forty three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had more shots on attempt as well as on target, so fifteen and eight, so fifteen off and eight on. Uh, whereas compared to Liverpool, it was five and four. Uh, but I mean, we got to give it to, at the end of the day to Liverpool for seizing the chance, but it's also partially to blame for the tunes. You know, the they didn't they didn't take advantage, and that is the thing. And and always in my head is having a red card does not necessarily mean a hundred percent disadvantage or a handicap. Sometimes it works towards someone's advantage, and yeah, kind of kind of gives people. You know, that that's my take. But I, I I'm, I'm just. Oof. What's your take on the red card? I, I mean, if you ask me about the red card, well deserved. 
Well deserved. Yeah, well deserved. yeah I agree. Well I, I definitely agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was definitely the right card. So, I know there are a lot, a lot of the debate online and all, but if you really look at the replay, he, by, by, by letter of the law, that was a red card because number one, he was he was the last man. Isak was true on goal. Yeah. Uh, you're denying the attacker a, a goal scoring opportunity and you got the man first before the ball. ball. So by the letter of the law, that is a red card. Right? So if, we have to be fair, right? So, but, but what I want to mention about the red card is that this is actually very uncharacteristic of Van Dyke, Because... I'm not sure exactly what happened, what went through his mind, but in my in my opinion, I think it was because he was trying very hard to cover for the. Let's just put it. He was trying to cover for TAA's uh, defensive capabilities, right? right? Okay. So or lack of. Um, That's what I thought. And, and and because the normal the normal way that Van Dijk would defend is he will actually pressure the attacker towards the corner and away from the goal. He will not make the tackle. Uh, immediately. That's what he normally does. He actually just channels them towards the corner, away from the danger, and then he'll just tackle them or force the, the attacker to make a mistake, you know, resulting in a goal kick or whatever. Right? So when he when he got the tackle, he came in really quickly. Like really fast. Boom. Isaac fell and the moment Isaac fell, I I I I, I immediately I was like shit. Red card. I, I knew it was coming. Yeah. I think everybody knew what's yeah. coming. I mean, VAR wise, and and, and we, we you know, but at the back of my head, I was hoping that okay, he got the ball first, but unfortunately, no. Yeah. So I think it's a valid red card. Uh, I think the, prior to that, uh, uh, there was uh, there was an altercation between Gordon and TAA as well, where in the end, TAA got oh, yeah. the yellow card instead of Gordon when it should have been the other way around. And uh, but so if, if Leslie, if, if he will to say that okay, fine, he got the yellow card right as as it is. Then the second incident where he actually tapped Gordon. But Gordon went down like he was being shot. Yeah. That, to be honest, that should also be a yellow card and hence a, a, a red. So I don't know whether the referee was thinking, oh shit, I made a mistake. I should have booked Gordon instead of TAA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't he didn't call the foul. Yeah. So if it's really that case, then I think there's something wrong with the referees. Again, once again, there's inconsistencies that's happening. Yeah, I mean, you there's know. There's incompetence that we're talking about. If we're talking about referee, I, again, it all boils down to are they setting the rules straight? Are they setting the protocol straight? Well, Howard Webb and his team, or no? That's all I can see. Yeah, so so I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's so many things. I mean, in this another incident, two incidents rather, in, in the game where Joe Linton was gestulating about, you know, getting a card. So according to the new Premier League rules yeah, yeah, yeah. this season, that is worthy of a yellow card. But no, Joe Linton did not get any card for those two gestures. But in the game against Chelsea and Liverpool, McAllister and Jackson, they both got carded for the same gesture, which was in accordance with the Premier League rules. So what the hell is John Brooks doing? So again, we question the referee's competence. We once again we question the the consistencies of the referee. So, I mean, come on, I, I think you really need to, need, need to to wake up your idea. And what there's one thing I want to suggest is why are we limiting the referees to Englishmen in the Premier League? You can have foreign players. Why not foreign referees? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's governed by their own nationality. So I think that's that has been the way they've done. So. Yeah, but anyway, these are just what is. I know right? there is an Australian referee, but okay. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, so anyway, uh, so so yeah, so that's that's our take on the games between the United and the Liverpool. So to do yeah. this, we just really want to focus on yeah. these two teams and all. Uh, so yeah, is there anything else, Ben? Well, I mean, to me, at the end of the day, um, football is football. So let us know if you disagree with us, agree with us. Oh, mm-hmm. Let us know. Really, you must let us know. Yeah, so uh, that's it. It wraps up our segment of ninety minutes off, and we're moving on to the next one called the Six Sands. 
and is the part where we call sex sends. And it's really all about our predictions and what we mm-hmm. think of the upcoming matches. Yep. And uh, this one, I have to straight away just go to John. You know, just, <laughs> just, just tell us what you think about. That's the full this week's six ends. I think there's only one key matchup uh, to to focus on, and that is Arsenal versus Manchester United. Uh, so here's my take. I think we just want to focus on some of the key battles that will be taking place in this game. I think the first one we look at is uh, either Rashford or Ganacho up against either Partey or Ben White. Uh, so here's my take on this one. I think um, if Arsenal really wants to do well, I think Arteta should stop playing Partey at right back um, and inverting him into a to, to, to a defensive midfielder. I mean, for goodness sake, stop copying Pep. For goodness sake, stop copying Pep. Partey is not cut out to play a right back or an inverted fullback in this position. And you realise Arsenal has not been doing that ever since he started playing that position. Correct? He They were they, they did so well against Manchester City where Partey was playing in his original position. Ben was in the original position right back. Right? Granted, they are now lacking two left backs. They, they In fact, three. Uh, Tierney just went alone to, to Real Sociedad. But that being said, Partey is not right back. So don't play that. Play on natural game. That's what I want to tell Arteta. But in any case, Rashford, Ganacho versus Partey and White, I think that's another key. It's a key battle. It's all along that, that, that flank, basically. Mm-hmm. Arsenal's right flank and United's left flank. So United recently uh, got Regalon, right? Sergei Regalon on yep, loan from yep, Spurs. Yep, yep. I think he's going to play. Uh, so it's I, I think it's going to be a key battle between Saka and Regalon. And if I were Arteta, Arteta, I'm going to keep Saka up for you. I won't ask him to come back down. Right. Because I think he he will definitely exploit the space that has been left behind by Regulon. Because Regulon has a penchant to keep bombing forward, which I think United needs. But in this case, against, United, uh, against Arsenal and the Emirates, I think Saka will do well to just stay in the position and then exploit the space that's left behind by them. So I think that will be a key battle uh, that's going to take place uh, between Arsenal and... Uh, United. United. And mm. the other one I would feel would be Havertz and how he actually performs. Mm, mm, mm. So I think Arteta hasn't got fully grasped the the, the, the position that Havertz is supposed to play. Mm. And I think it's quite sad because to me, when I see Havertz, right, I see him as a typical number 10. And unfortunately, in the modern game, there's no space for players like him. So I think he's going to struggle. I really think he's going to struggle because his style is totally not suited to the modern game at all. Um, so... Yeah, and, and, and there's news that um, Hoyland is coming back for United. And I think that's going to be a key difference uh, for United. So Hoyland is someone that can run the channels, he can bullet defenders, which I think is something that was very much lacking in the last few games. I mean, if you think about it, the previous, in the previous game against Forrest, do you know that Anthony Marshall was actually on the pitch? Oh. He was. Okay, I wasn't paying attention. On paper, but yeah, I didn't even realise he was on the pitch. Yeah, so if Holland coming back, that might change things for, for, okay. for, for United. But then again, I, I just feel that in this game, uh, such a crucial game against a big team for Arsenal, I believe and I hope that Arteta will revert to his original uh, uh, game plan against City. And they will really exploit all the spaces left behind um, by United and all the, 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 the exploiting the lack of communication as we discussed earlier in 90 minutes of so my prediction is 4-2 to United. Oh, uh, no, to, no, to Arsenal. To Arsenal. Sorry, 4-2 to Arsenal I because to. I think Arsenal are so vulnerable. If they are going to yeah. persist with Partey, then yeah. I think they are vulnerable. Right. So that's why I think it's going to be a 4-2 game to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I'm a little bit uh, different from you. I, I do believe there'll be goals scored. You know, I, I think it's going to mm-hmm. be two-two only because uh, United is going to struggle at the back. Uh, we know that a lot of people are missing at the back. Varane is missing at the back. Uh, I believe they're also missing Shaw in the middle. There's Mason Mount gone, mm-hmm. uh, and they, and they have people that they're not comfortable be, uh, with replacing them. Uh, I think Lindelof is one of them. Uh, I'm not a United fan, so I'm not sure about the performance of Dalot. So uh, you know, I, according to a friend of mine, he's not too happy about that. Uh, and Christian Eriksen is going to be a little bit of a boost but as you said I think uh, Hoyland you know I, I, they are looking forward to it but I think at some point yeah yeah, yeah. at some point but I, I think you know uh, it's going to be 2-2 because uh, United is going to be a little bit more defensive because they have to uh, they really have to uh, they cannot repeat the mistake they did with Nottingham Forest and they are Nottingham Forest nothing against them but this is going to be Arsenal yeah but then yeah. again United is not going to play defensive yeah. because they, they are not a defensive they, team no they're not they're not but I think and that's why I think Arsenal is going to exploit yeah, them no that's true that's true but, you they know can, what I mean? but I agree with you but they can only exploit if it's not going to be Havertz I believe he should be replaced with the guy who's been scoring the goals for them What's his name? Eddie Nketiah. He will be playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. He, no, he should be. Instead of it will be Matarani, yeah, Nketiah yeah, yeah. and Saka. Yeah. So, it will be a 4-3-3. So he he is yeah. going to be a 4-3-3. So if they do that, I, I, I see you know, Arsenal aging a little bit. I still believe in United. Not that I'm a fan. You know, but I hope you start with Zinchenko yeah. and then yeah. Benoit on the right, and then that's it. That's definitely Arsenal's game. But anyway, guys, so that was it. Uh, our take on the sixth sense, and again, uh, this is just our, our predictions are really for the entertainment and uh, for the purpose of our podcast. We do not encourage any form of gambling. All right, so that wraps up our segment on the sixth sense. We will Six move sense. on to what's what with who's. Ooh. Wait, is N or with? Eh? What's what with? Who's who? What's what? With. with. Alrighty, guys, we are now to the last segment of this episode, and that is titled What's What with Who's Who. So, for this uh, episode, we have to talk about this. Scan- scandal, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's what people are calling it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But let's hear from, from Ben because yeah, yeah. Uh, before we, we started recording, right, Ben has this interesting take on, on this whole uh, scandal, yeah. right, for the say. So, so, Ben, tell us more about what you think of this whole situation. Interesting thing, very simple for me. The guy is wrong, in my opinion. I okay. mean, he shouldn't have, have launched that. No matter how, um, I don't know, like, you know, because I have no idea what your culture is like. Is that part of it? But it doesn't seem to be. Kissing on the cheek, kissing on the forehead, yeah, that's part of the culture. But when you kiss on the, uh, what's that, the lips, huh? that's going to be something that's different, you know, if you ask me. Because kissing on the lips is a bit more intimate. Yeah, it's, it's going to be more intimate. And that will lead to a lot of things. Just like our posters there, yeah. They're just prompting us for the next one. But nevertheless, you know, this is what happened. Okay, that led to many things sprouting from it. But really, I mean, if you ask me, John, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't see this happening even in an Asian culture for sure. Western culture, mm, kissing on the lips, I, I have no idea if that's even a, a, a an exchange of, of any hello. Uh, but from my understanding, <laughs> no, it's not. It's going to be on the cheek, the forehead, maybe the hand, definitely not to the limb. Okay, now... Also, something uh, that, that I've read, uh, I can't verify whether it's true because they are on certain websites, but they seem credible. Now, at first, uh, when I read it, you know, um, they were saying that, what's the name, Jenny Hamoso uh, was saying that, yeah, it could be because of the emotions. Uh, it, it could be because, you know, um, um, the emotions got hold of everyone. Therefore, that kiss came about. Uh, she, she was quite, you know, she wasn't okay with it, but she, she's going to brush it off. Mm-hmm. Then came in with all the calls. Uh, you know, different people are just commenting and tweeting and, and putting on Facebook, social media that, you know what, um, he shouldn't have done that no matter what what the case is. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he started to defend himself and then she had to release a statement by saying there was no consent at all. But the main, but the main issue I have here is, 
why do you have to defend yourself by saying and according to the, what's his name Rubelius according to uh, our dear friend here is a what Zableta lookalike Shopee version anyway so <laughs> so uh, this Rubelius or Rubelius um, he said that she, he he was lifted up by her therefore the lips of his supposedly targeting other parts ended up on her lips I mean. If you were excited, just say you're excited. You know what I mean? If you're excited, just say you're excited. You kissed her. Uh, well, I mean, to, to me, don't don't bother defending yourself. Oh, she carried me and that sort of thing. Yeah. So my take on it is simple. I'm just going to say it. it. It should not have been done that way. I mean, consent or no consent. On the lips, it's a bit intimate. Unless your husband and wife, then yeah, okay. But Yeah, could, and I think this whole thing, yeah. it, it, it kind of saddens me because you're talking about the Biggest and greatest yeah. achievement in exactly. your footballing history, but exactly. yet it's been it's been it's over shrouded by this controversy. Exactly, which is quite honestly. Yeah. And the worst part of all, uh, I think there are articles that come out to say that the Spanish FA, because now now oh. it's not just the Spanish FA, you know, oh, the oh, government's oh. involved oh, as well. Yeah. It's oh. suddenly become very political. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and again, I'm, I I stand by this: politics should never ever be mixed with with football. But but speak, speaking on the football things, there there are articles right now. I think the Spanish FA is trying to 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 urge and influence UEFA. To expel all the teams, the Spanish teams that are currently in a European competition, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I, I honestly don't think it's going to go through. No, obviously, it better not. Uh, it better not definitely. Yeah. But if it's if it's it is, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, yeah. I, I can't even think that we are even talking about this right now because it's just yeah. it's, it's bonkers. It, it Can we just focus on the, the achievements of the, the the ladies in the Spanish yeah. team? Because I watched the game. It was a great game. It was honestly it was, it was a great it game. Was. I actually watched the whole game. Even I watched, I, I think. It's the the ladies' game is definitely up and coming. It it, it is. I yeah. think the standards are already comparable to the men's standard. Uh, uh I, I definitely yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, well, it, it's definitely improving, and I think yeah. something that we should be watching out for. In, I'm in saying, the ladies, years. you know, in the coming years, in the coming, in the coming years, in the coming years. Now, now staying with Spain, I just want to move the attention back to the men's professional league, uh, where this time round, oh, young we, boy, there is a 16-year-old boy by yeah. the name of Lamin Yassal. Set on you, Morocco. Can we? Wow, what a player. What a player. Exactly. It's not just, and I think it's not just me. I think everybody agrees, including the opposition. Sorry, what's his name again? Lamin Yassal. Oh, okay, Lamin Yassal. Not yes. Yam, not Yamal, me. Never mind. So this 16-year-old, I think is in history, where he is the... F- I think I can't recall when was the last time it should be Ronaldinho where the opposition actually gave the uh, player a standing ovation. If I believe that was Ronaldinho against Real Madrid back in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. But this time round, it is for a 16-year-old player. The Villarreal fans actually gave him a standing ovation as he was subbed out. This guy is one to watch in the near future. In fact, he was just recently caught up to the Spanish squad. Yeah, so sad on you, Morocco. Ah, uh, yeah, wow. Could have been yours. Yeah, so Lamin Yassal. Watch out for this name. Yeah, watch out. Yeah. They're just telling me it's Yamal. I don't know. What Yamal? Anyway, in any case, well, uh, again, you know, you let us know because there are, and there's a there's a very interesting uh, sort of a rumor I have. Huh? Okay. Must be the autocorrect. I've read. Yeah, it is. That's what I've been Sorry. Talking. That's what... Exactly, see? I think there was an autocorrect. I told you it was Yamal. I see. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, going back to it. So, uh, this last, uh, Lamin Yamal. See, I'm getting I'm getting that virus from John. Alrighty. Uh, he might be going to Real Madrid. Uh, just a rumor floating. Huh? So, what rumor. F- rumor. I swear. About? There was a rumor. I swear. This morning, 
Okay, on on some website they are saying that Real Madrid is going to try for him again. Rumor, you know, rumor. At, at least I'm pronouncing his name right. Anyway, so in any case, so if you think he's going to be the next big thing, he should stay in Barca. Do you think he fits in Chabi's uh, uh, what that Barcelona? Well, let us know. Or do you think he should go for to Brighton? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. let's not go there. Uh, let, let's move on to something that was announced uh, earlier this week. In fact, I think the last few days are oh, where yeah. the Champions League group draw has oh, taken place. Yeah, and right. we have their teams. So, yeah. Ben, what's your take on the Champions League group draw? Uh, yeah, the group draw, well, I mean, they said there was a group uh, touted to be the group of death, I Bullshit. believe. Uh, you know, that's group F. Bullshit. <laughs> um, I mean, to, to me, I think uh, most of the groups are very clear-cut winners. I do have some people or rather some clubs I think they might go through but some people might not agree with me uh, but really I think it's clear cut um, you know you got group A all the way to uh, group H, H. and uh, I, th- I, th- I think a lot of clear cut clubs that will be going through yeah, yeah here so so the, you can see on the screen right now these are the, the, the groupings okay so this is just what I think a very very quick prediction round okay, of 16 a. round of 16 group A winners Bayern Munich runners up Manchester United oh that's why I said uh, group B winners Arsenal runners up PSV group C oh. Real Madrid uh, and Napoli is going to go through um, group D Inter is going to win it Benfica will uh, go in the second place group E Atletico Madrid is going to win it uh, followed by Lazio group F uh, the so-called group of death, uh, which I think is just absolutely bullshit. I think AC Milan is going to win it, uh, followed by PSG. Um, group G will be Man City, obviously. What a freaking easy group for them. And then Lightspeed will be joining them in the round of 16. And finally, in Group H, uh, I think Barca is going to win it. Uh, barely. Um, and and instead of Porto, I'm going Shakhtar? to say Shakhtar Donetsk is going to go through to the round of 16. So I, I think it's quite. I don't. I, I think it's quite clear cut that. Who, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I think this. I think this season's Champions League is going to be quite boring, uh, in my opinion. I'd rather focus on the Europa League, not because of. Okay. Not because Liverpool is there, <laughs> but because Brighton is there. Okay. Yes, yeah, okay. and because they recently signed Ansu Fati, so I. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Brighton is one to watch for for the, the European leagues this season. In fact, they are in a group of death in the Europa League. I'm just going to focus on their group alone, which is uh, with, together with Ajax, Marseille, and AEK Athens. So yeah, I think Brighton going to do well mm. in the Europa League. That is going to be interesting to watch. Yes. Brighton. So yeah, that is our take. And let us know if you have your own take on the group uh, A all the way to group H. Let us know. And if you think Man City is going to retain it, well, you know, just share with us. Possible. Yeah, possible. But yeah. I don't. But yeah. Yeah, so that wraps up the episode uh, today on the 442 Dudes. I'm John once again. This is Ben. And uh, we will see you guys next week.